The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Now, I mentioned that our resident parenting expert, Dr. Mary O'Kane, would be in with us to answer all of your questions. And as always, that creates a huge influx of questions. We will be keeping you busy, Mary. It's lovely to see you. Um, now, first off, we have one relating to, and we were speaking about this earlier on, about the integration of Ukrainian children yep. into uh, Irish communities and Irish society. One asking specifically about that. We left Ukraine. We've been living in Ireland for two months. My daughter, five, went to school for the first time. She is ashamed to start speaking with the other children because she worries that no one understands her. She's indignant when I ask her to start watching cartoons or read in English. She explains that she doesn't understand anything and starts crying. How can I help her? Don't you just want to give this little pet a hug? I was thinking about this and I thought, to acknowledge what she's been through, I thought I'm a grown-up, I'm an adult. If I had to flee my country, go somewhere else, not speak the language, I would be in such a state... So I think it's important for the parents to acknowledge, or I think it's the mum in this, to acknowledge what she's been through. This is not surprising. This is a completely normal response to what she's been through. First of all, Irish schools do offer English as an additional language support, so just to say that to her. I wondered, it might make it easier for her if the teacher could teach the rest of the kids hello, good morning, goodbye in Ukrainian so that the little one feels, oh, they know a few words of mine and that might help ease her in. But then I also thought, she's five, what language does every five-year-old speak? The language of play. That's how they communicate, isn't it? So rather than put pressure on her and say, I I mean, I get the idea, watch the cartoons, whatever, I would do the same. But instead just think, relax a bit and think, play, let her play. She doesn't have to talk. And say to her, you know, I know it's hard. You don't have to talk. You just play. And that's how she will learn. They don't have long left. And over the summer, playgrounds, libraries. Libraries have loads of free events over the summer. Get her playing with other kids and it will relax her. That's how she'll learn. Funny, I was reading a thing recently about a family who described moving into a new area. I think this is in the States. And it sounds odd, but was effective. The daughter of the family who was around that age, five or six, put letters into all of the letter boxes around the community saying we have moved in I'm more or less available yeah. for play if there's another <laughs> five year old knocking around and pretty much immediately had offers to yeah. go and play dates. See kids I mean kids love playing with kids you know and they don't care if they can't communicate they they will communicate through play they'll work it out. But so the library is a very good for... suggestion as well because you can go into your local library and say what are the ch- children centred yes. events coming up in the next while. They have loads over the summer that would be suitable for radio and playgrounds play you're on a slide together you'll work it out and she will pick up the language she will Uh, going slightly further north in terms of age we have uh, one relating to teenagers any tips on how to keep them sane through the next three weeks of exams I have one leaving cert and one junior cert the older one seems to be coping better but the younger one gets very anxious I was very anti-exams going ahead. It seems so unfair compared to the way last year's students were treated. But at this point, they have to do them. So I'm letting that go and just getting on with it. Any advice, welcome on how to support them. Well, I'm with this person. I was kind of anti-exams. I felt they should have both options. But she's right. Let it go. You know, it gets to the point. It is what it is. And we have to just cope with what we've got on the table. So I'm glad she's not going, oh, you should still not have to do this because it won't help, it won't help them at all. Feel it, but don't say it. Um, and it's interesting, the junior cert, the junior certs did all their CAs over the year and then they weren't, count. they're not counting now towards... All the so, 
all their continuous success ones. Ah. So they did them all and now they don't count. Tw- so the, the ship has sailed, Mary. Let it go. Let it go. But they're stressed. And I think that's probably why the genius started. But what's really important here? I love you. I love you. I believe in you. Exams are not the end of the world. Oh, Anton, this is a tightrope because you're caught between. We tell them as adults. That, you know, honestly, these exams don't define you. In this moment, they do to them. I was speaking to a kid. And there's also a, a tightrope for the parent in putting enough pressure on so that they do well without hampering them. Oh, Anton, that's it. And it is a tightrope. Oh, I've lived it and I'm living it. And you're there. You want them to be the best they can be. But it's this fear. So many of them, Anton, are so unbelievably stressed. Their mental health. No exam is worth their mental health. So be the Irish mammy. Feed them, water them, let them know you love them and all the stuff. And the other way we always say, keep them, keep them fed and watered. Give them really healthy stuff. You know what? Go if they want a pot noodle, get them a pot noodle. If they want a bar of chocolate, you know, at the moment it's about minding them and being that mommy and letting them know. And small chunks of revision, not up late tonight. You know the stuff. But it's you, it's connection, isn't it? That's what they need. I have an Irish mammy joke for you. Oh, go on. How many Irish mammies does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> Don't tell me. Don't worry about me, I'll just sit in the dark. <laughs> Text saying, I agreed last year that my 18-year-old son could go abroad on holiday with his friends after the leaving cert. It seemed like a great motivation to study at the time, but now the reality is kicking in and I am terrified that something awful might happen. I can't refuse to let him go now, but any advice on how to keep him safe and how to keep my own nerves under control? He has never been on holidays in Ireland, let alone abroad without adults before. That must be terrifying for a parent. Oh, absolutely. And I love, it seemed like a great motivation to study. We do these things and then when the reality hits in, it's like this fear comes up inside you about all these awful things that are going to happen. I'm not going to talk about all the awful things. So let's talk about when you agreed to this, think about what why were you, you agreed. thinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, when you agreed to it, you must have sat back and thought, okay, exams, motivation, great. But you must have sat back and thought, ah, you know, he's responsible and he's well able for this and he's independent. Trying to remind yourself of all his strengths, okay? So start with that. But talk through your worries and don't just say, oh, I'm worried something awful will happen to you. Say to him, what would you do if you lost all your friends at two in the morning? What if your credit card gets stolen? What would you do? So actually, what if you can't find your way back to the hotel? I'm worrying him even more now, I'm tired. But say these things to him and just talk through what he would do. It'll help him, but it will help you calm down as well. Also talk about safety. You never leave a friend alone in the bar at night. If your friend has too much to drink, you look after them. Sunscreen. Okay, that might sound minor. No, it's not minor. They'll be as red as the News Talk logo. Remind them to put the sunscreen on them. So to go through those things. With, again, it's the, back to the Irish mammy again. You see, you are listing a lot of things that the mother should tell the child actively to do. Surely the bigger concerns are the things you don't want him to do. Well, I suppose you talk to him about alcohol, you talk to him about drugs, definitely. Yes, have the conversations. But you know what? You trusted him enough to let him go. You know, if you really believe he's a trustworthy kid and you know him better than anyone else, don't let your fear overtake what you know about your kid. Another one asking, how do I uh, break it to the kids about moving house? We're planning to move from Dublin to Cork, hopefully towards the end of the year. Remote working has meant we have more flexibility. My wife would like, therefore, to move back to where her mum lives. Uh, We were there for Easter and it was great. The kids six and eight loved it. We have to go back for a longer time over the summer and there's plenty of cousins and all that to play with. But the kids are very settled where they currently are. 
So how do we tell them? It's a big one. Don't don't put it off. Talk about it. Start talking about it and talk about the positives. Allow them to be sad. You know, you have to allow them to feel their pain. It is hard at six and eight to leave your friends and everything you've known. So focus, allow them that, but also remind them, you say they've loads of cousins. They have the grandparent. You know, I don't know if there's more than one grandparent there. Focus on all the good stuff when they're going. Over the summer, they love to the Easter. Make sure they have a good summer. Like do the nice stuff. Do the stuff that is going to be life changing. You made a decision to do this for a reason. And it sounds like the reason is better quality of life. So show them that. Also talk so about the leaving behind. a little bit of Pavlov. Make the association with Cork <laughs> a positive one. Yeah. Oh, exactly. But also what they're leaving behind. Cork isn't the end of the world. You know, with technology now, look at when we were in lockdown. You can communicate. The friends that you're leaving, you can visit them. You can see them. They can come. They can come and stay with us. You know, go through all that stuff. So remind Is them that of practical the, though? Do, do kids <laughs> maintain... No, do you know what I mean? Like, whatever about adults maintaining long-term relationships. Do kids actually maintain relationship with friends who are no longer geographically close by? You're Just never going to see them again. <laughs> no, Anton. If they have a really special friend... I'm not friend. saying you tell them that. <laughs> I'm just saying you can tell them we will endeavour to do our best to facilitate the relationship continuing. But yes. deep down you might know that's not likely to occur. And you might keep that to yourself. But you know what? It right. might occur. You know, sometimes if you're really friend, good friends with a couple and the kids are friends, then it could really work worth focusing on the positive here, Anton. Do you know what? If that relationship fades, and a lot of them will, that's not the end of the world. They've all their cousins, of all new friends. There's a lot of good stuff they're going to. But I suppose allow them feel the pain. Oh, and if you're feeling sad yourself, you know the way I always say, if you want them to be brave, you have to find your inner brave. You know, we have to talk about the positive and we're sobbing, leaving our neighbours. That won't help. So, you know, show that front to them. Quick one before I let you go. My four-year-old, who I, I really like the sound of this kid, my <laughs> four-year-old has recently started throwing a tantrum whenever I offer her a bath. Oh, oh, baths. Usually it's because they've gotten something in their eyes. Shampoo in the eyes is a big one. And yes, that's horrible. So, of course, they feel baths this is a are bad also a pain. You know, they yeah. take a lot of time out of your day. <laughs> they do. Not when you're four. You can have lots of toys. You can have lots of fun. You know the way they have those little head things, Anton? I don't know what they're called. Little protectors to keep the suds Oh, out yeah, like they're a casino dealer. In, yeah. It is. It's little sunshady things. But they're yeah, upside down. Exactly. Little bath sunshady things. That can work. Lots of toys. Don't force them in. Make it funny and play. It comes back to play all the time with those little ones, doesn't it? Make it playful and enjoyable. Mary, thank you so much. That is Dr. Mary O'Kane. Uh, if you want to get her, she is MOK Early Years on Twitter. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.